fascinating gadgets, gizmos, and gear-based technologies. No, this is not Denon or Benin, although I have been called both a genius and enigmatic. Tis I, analytical mastermind Daniel J. Glenn, just wanted to pop in here and of course remind you, I know I've said it before, but I cannot emphasize enough, this is also a video podcast, which you can find at fgbt.com. episode link at the top. You'll find all of our episodes on YouTube, including the ones before the days of video. Those will be episodes one through 12, but 13 and onward, all video, they're incredible to watch, fgbt.com. On to the show. Okay, welcome to Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies. Now, this is the show where we take pop culture technology and tell you guys how to make it in real life. Um, just be responsible, okay? Be responsible with that information. So I am the analytical mastermind, Daniel J. Glenn. I can't do this alone. Um, I got the greatest physicist I could find for the show, the physics phenom we call him, He's a certified genius. Dr. Michael Denon, thanks for being on the show. Great to be here, Dan. And once we've kind of created the idea, we got to turn this thing into a reality. So I found the best engineer I could possibly pull on short notice, Ben Siebser, <laughs> our enigmatic engineer, the man of a thousand calculations. Thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me, Dan. So this one is going to, I think, push uh, a lot of our boundaries. It's very biologically based. But before we get into all that, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's kind of funny when some of the movies get made by other, by other studios. Um, Sony made one for Venom. Um, you know, I love the idea of Venom. That's what we're talking about today, symbiotes. Uh, when it comes to symbiosis in the natural world, I'm hoping you guys have a favorite. I'm going to start with Ben. What do you Ooh. like in the natural world? Symbiosis. I uh, actually, I think Anything. I think the best symbiosis is the one that has enabled um, animals in general, which is the uh, mitochondria in our mm, bodies. Mm. Powerhouse of the cell. Powerhouse of the yeah. cell. That, from all we can tell, used to be something else that lived external. Mm -hmm. um, and our cells, the early uh, eukaryotes. Yep. Yeah, the sure. early eukaryotes. Sure, it might be prokaryotes. I forget. Uh, <laughs> You know, they, you they created the symbiosis, symbiotic relationship with the mitochondria, and together they make the cells and enable life as we know it. You know what I love about that example, besides it being present in us right now, is it shows the dependence that we have on all the things around us. Uh, we need to live in harmony with not only ourselves, but with the environment. This is a perfect example, because not only was it useful for itself, uh, for the mitochondria itself, but also for the cell, they decided to become as one. They moved in with each other, and, and now they live, and, and now they're... In harmony. And they're propagating. Yeah, I love it. Great example, Ben. Um, Denon, what's your favorite? So my favorite, I'm really bad with names, Dan, and as the uh, analytical know. mastermind, you'll solve this problem for me, but I love the fish that clean the sharks. Skin. Oh, oh, yeah, I don't yeah, have Remora. that. But I, Remora, yeah, thank you, Remora, yes. Yeah. I, I, just, I, I just think anything that hangs around sharks and like <laughs> does something nice and doesn't get eaten, it's yeah. kind of a cool, yeah. cool breakthrough. You know, there's a lot of that in the world because there's also a bird that eats food out of an alligator's mouth. Yes. Uh, yeah. My old toothbrushes when I was a little kid had the alligator <laughs> with the little bird eating out of it. Okay. I love that. You know, it's people, animals find something bigger and stronger than them. They make friends yep. and then everyone benefits. Yeah. I love that. So my example is along those same lines. 
I love dogs, and dogs have learned to live with us, <laughs> and we take care of them. They provide us. I mean, you know, another. Sure, it's not the other way around, Dan. Well, I'll tell you this: <laughs> I think there's a strong argument that you could make that dogs are parasites. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, to be perfectly honest with you, but however, I actually think I get a lot from my dogs. That's one of my favorite examples. Uh, I have lots of favorite examples we're going to get into today. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm ready. Some of the parasites are pretty interesting. So we're talking about venom. How could we make venom in real life? And I think this is actually happening already. That is my oh. teaser. So okay. we are going to end there. Uh, we are going to start at the human body. Um, how? What are the physics of two people, two beings living in the same body? I'm going to go with the physics behind that. So I think... You know, I was trying, when I was thinking about this one, Dan, I was trying to think, what really is the question here? That's right. what I'm totally trying to figure out. What because, is the question? Well, as you said, there's a lot of symbiotic relationships mm -hmm. out there of, of various types. And when I think about venom, I think the thing that strikes me, and you alluded to this in, as you phrased the question to me, mm -hmm. two intelligent beings. Mm -hmm. Right. There's a, I'm glad you picked up on that. You and I are two intelligent beings. We are. <laughs> how, how could we live together in the same body? Right, but exactly. That, that was my question. <laughs> right. right. There's this sense that, you know, like you mentioned, weak animal, finding a strong animal, mm -hmm. mitochondria. We don't know really what it was feeling back at that time, but maybe right. it's feeling, you know, a little on edge and right. it needs some help. Sure. Um, so in this case, particularly when I think of venom, I... They're not perfectly equal, perhaps you could argue. I mean, it depends on how you want to look at it. But I do see um, alien life form of roughly equal stature to human life form trying to form a symbiotic relationship. And there's always the challenge for me of one of the consciousness, one of the intelligences taking control over the other. Like, can you really form a symbiotic relationship where both intelligences and consciousness are equal truly in that partnership? And I think that's an interesting sort of metaphysics, sort of mm. pseudo-biology question, but maybe more on the metaphysics side, because it depends a lot on our understanding of where consciousness comes from. So that's the kind of the question I was trying to formulate in my head. I'm going to leave it there for now. I want to see where else we go with this. Yeah, it's always better when you throw a bomb out on a table and let someone else clean it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, Because <laughs> I figure this, yeah. now that I've made it purely metaphysical and hypothetical, it's time for an engineering mind yeah, yeah, to course. tackle this and make it more realistic. I like to throw Ben curveballs all the time. He's yeah. been doing a great job, isn't sure. it? Sure. So take whatever Denon just said, decipher it, and then give us an answer. Well, I... <laughs> uh, so, well, if we're talking about two beings in inhabiting the same body, we kind of have some examples of that with uh, conjoined twins mm -hmm. in, our, in, our, uh, in our world, mm -hmm. where you have, and it, it's a very interesting concept because oftentimes b there's two brains, but not all the limbs, there's not the same copy amount of limbs. And so it's, it's very interesting to see how, um, when this happens, how they'll, they kind of share control over the limbs. Um, or, with, or with like, say, snakes, when you have two-headed snakes, it, it seems like one of the snakes is in control and the other one's just kind of along for the ride. Um, There's always like a dominant and a passive right. and personality. I don't know, yeah, so it, I, that's not totally unheard of, that you know, one brain kind of you know, has the stronger I don't know, neural pathways, I guess, and kind of takes over the controls. Um, and you can see that with the, and we see that actually with symbiote, with some parasites in the world where um, there's all sorts of hor horrifying 
bugs and mm -hmm. things that like take over larger creatures mm -hmm. and change the way they behave. Mm -hmm. So for example, there are fish parasites that will cause the, f so normally fish try to avoid getting eaten by birds, mm -hmm. uh, but there are some parasites when they infect the fish will cause the fish to basically be stupid and swim at the surface of the water so a bird can catch them. Then the bird eats the parasite, and then when the bird goes and does its business uh, somewhere else, it, it leaves the parasite and it infects new fish. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of examples in nature of, of these kinds of parasites that um, have like basically a three, um, a three, a, a double host situation where one host is the thing that they grow in and change the behavior, and then the other host is almost always a bird because birds fly around and, and spread mm -hmm. their spread the population of this parasite. Well, uh, you know, normally I'm used to Denon stealing my thunder. This is very unusual for me that Ben Benin would steal my thunder. Um, but I did a fascinating nouns episode, another yeah. shameless plug. I'm trying to fit in a fascinating nouns plug in every episode. Hey. Um, but uh, I'll put a link right here for yep. those watching at home. Uh, on, on what are called, uh, they're basically behavioral ma manipulative parasites. Yeah. And right. it is, th those are crazy. There's also a very common one. It's called toxoplasmosis. And the, but the, the bacteria is called toxoplasmosa. And it, there's, and there's a, I forget what the, the, the species is. Right. But essentially what it does is it only grows inside of a cat's gut. Yeah. So it, in, through its poop, it infects a mouse to go through it. It gets, infects the, a rodent. Yeah. The ro it, it tells the rodent's brain through a chemical pathway to become more bold. And it makes it sexually aroused by the smell of cat urine. And it also becomes bold. It also goes into the testes, produces more testosterone in men, um, more progestin, I think, in women. And, and so it makes them go out, be bold. They get eaten by the cat very easily and then reproduces in the cat's gut. This happens all the time. I got a whole list of these. Um, I love that. But let's take a step back because, you know, we're talking about two bodies and have or two minds and having the yeah. same body. Uh, I gotta tell you, when I see conjoined twins, it always freaks me out because it, it, it makes me claustrophobic. Because I couldn't right. imagine someone else taking over right. and doing yeah. something when I wanted to. That's kind of a scary thought. And I think you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde also do some of this mm. this right. uncontrollable thing inside of you that could take over at any time. The Hulk kind of you know borderlines on some of this stuff. Or the Riddler. <clears throat> the Riddler. I think that 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 is kind of the essence of Venom. Is you have this thing inside of you that's really powerful. And then also, you know, it also question of whether it's a parasite or not, which is also interesting. Well, right. Like, what is the symbiotic relationship? I think it's a symbiote, um, not a parasite in well, the Venom case. It could be mutualism, you know, uh, commensalism, is that what it is, commercialism. What is it? Commensalism. Socialism? No. <laughs> what is it? Commensalism. Oh where, my God. Where it's trying to work we're one, together. We're, yeah, where one is, yeah. one is a benefits and one is neither harmed nor, nor right. benefits. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't know what Venom is. I don't know if he's a parasite. I don't know if it's mutualism. I don't know if, you know. It probably depends a little bit on the depiction of Venom, right? Because Venom's been depicted different ways. But, well, he's always taking over Spider-Man, or right. I'm sorry, or anyone in the Spider-Man world, Eddie Brock, and right. he will help them. Like, he helped Eddie Brock yeah. solve cancer, right. or cure cancer, but he also does what he wants to do when he exactly. wants to do it. Yeah, but he, he doesn't ever really hurt the host. He. he He's he at least them in situations that they shouldn't be in. Yeah, but he's venom, so he can save them too. Yeah, but but you're putting them in harm's way, and that you know that's psychopathic behavior. Sure. You know, I mean, I, so I would say that he's not always. 
And plus, he's once, not fully altruistic. I'll yeah, give you that. Like yeah. Eddie Brock's life has been completely altered. You know, yeah. I mean, in the comic book, it's completely altered by by Venom. He can't ever go back to his real life. So you know, I don't know. Where, I don't know yeah. what, what he is. But it a little bit depends on. It's a little unclear sometimes. I think what Venom's intent is by that. Okay. Right. Right. And well, his intent is always for himself. True. And in but, the comics, always going after Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 But. But again, that's not an intent to harm the host. No, but what's yeah. interesting about Venom is and, much like the oh, mind-controlling parasites. Yeah. Let me finish yeah. this really quickly. The, what's interesting about that is Venom really just wants to get back with Spider-Man. Right. And yeah. so he's altered the mind of Eddie Brock to think Spider-Man's the bad guy so that he can then go after him, which is he is in some ways a mind-altering parasite. Would yes, be my argument. Th- that, that I like. Okay. Yeah. I also, you know, going back to our earlier question, it is important to keep in mind that there is a physicalness to Venom, too. Mm-hmm. Right? There's not just a consciousness taking over the host. So in that case, it's a lot like the... Par- All right, there's something... It's a real thing. It's there's a real like, thing there, too. Yeah. It's like a split personality. Right, it's not a... Split. Right. So it's a little different, say, than Jekyll and Hyde in that right. sense. Right. Okay. There, there, right. There thing. is a physical thing that will jump from host to host, right. given the chance. Yeah. And, yeah, and he could tap into your, your neural pathways. Right. You know, we don't... He grows all over you. you know, yeah, he's exactly. He's gonna get it up in your, yeah. up in your business. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. And you know, and what's kind of cool about about all of these types of things in real life is they're all benefiting. Someone's benefiting from it. And abilities are enhanced just by the nature right. of symbiosis. There's this great example: zooxanthellae algae, which exists in a lot of different organisms. It's essentially a microscopic algae. It, it's it's combined with the upside down jellyfish, which is one of my favorites. It's the it's um, cor- uh, coral polyps and the coral reef use it. Oh, yeah. Essentially, an animal that can't produce its own nutrients can can work with this algae, like an upside down jellyfish. You know, burnt, burnt, like a normal jellyfish, but then right. it lives upside down, and the bottom almost look like tree roots. And they, you know, use photosynthesis, and then they get the energy, and then they don't have to go out and like hunt other things. It's actually great. Coral's kind of the same thing. Uh, I think this stuff is is fascinating that there are these organisms out there that, that are so ready to work with everyone else. I think yeah. That's a great part. It is. Yeah. And then there's now, scary ones like the fish, the crab that like eats a fish's tongue and replaces oh, the tongue. Yeah, so that's another, so that's a great example. So that is the Asimothia exguia. It's the tongue-eating louse. That is an incredible animal because it essentially, it severs the blood vessel inside the tongue. The tongue falls off of the fish. It stays there, and it's just like, it looks like alien. Yeah, it's, yeah yep. the thing comes out. Here's what's amazing about that. That is the only parasite in the known world that replaces a body organ of yeah. another fish. And the fish so is still fine. Yeah, <laughs> except he's got a, a, a different a tongue. tongue. Yeah. Well, so so here's tongue. <laughs> my question that I'm going back to from the beginning, Dan, before okay. you have your bombshell that you alluded to, uh-huh. which we may have already had, I don't know. No, 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 we're, we're not there yet. Okay, so... We've established that symbiotes are very common and mm-hmm. parasites are even more common, perhaps. Mm-hmm. We've established that effectively venom occurs yes. in biology. So is there actually a problem left for us to solve here? Like, what, what is the next question? Well, I don't think we get the... Um, I don't think Not we to get put the, you on the spot, but I... No, but I don't think there's anything... So the thing that's closest to venom that currently exists right. right now would be probably there's a lot of 
there's a lot of science and, ex and experiments and research being done on our gut microbes. Right. The, the yeah. gut flora. Right, and what they do. And, and how they control us. Yes. So there's lots of information Ooh. about our diet and our mood, depression. They've made lots of links to the to the flora or gut flora. Right. There's a nerve, it's the only shortcut in the body that goes directly from our stomach to our brain. Yes. Uh, there are lots of bacteria in our stomach that they believe do all of this. So is is our gut flora, is that venom? Can So can... I like where you're going with that yeah. and it just triggered a thought. So one of the things you could think about, you know, we use for depression and um, lots of other, um, you know, challenges with the brain, we focus on the neurochemistry in the brain. Mm. And the drugs we develop are very expensive and, and deal directly with the brain. Mm. So imagine a friendly venom mm -hmm. whose job was to help you out mentally when you were in trouble. Mm -hmm. And you design the right bacteria modifications to your gut to do that. I think that's I what think probiotics are. I mean, in a lot of ways. Yeah, but I think, I, I mean, let's get even, I think you get even yeah. more targeted and really design, probiotics are helping with what's currently there okay. and balancing that. But like design for a particular mental state. Yeah. So an antidepressant probiotic Medic. rather than a- Generic probiotic. Make you yeah, yeah, digest yeah. better. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I meant. You, in probiotics, I mean, because essentially what you could do, okay, follow me on this. Yes, right? I'm ready. Let's start with a clean slate. Let's say we don't like who we are, we want to change, we want to create venom. So here's what you do. <laughs> Strong antibiotics, you take them wipe out your gut flora as much as you can. Then you find someone or something that has the same thing. There's fecal transplants, you know. There's a lot of people make poop milkshakes. That's a thing, that's a thing. Poop milkshakes are a thing. I'm not suggesting it here, I'm just saying it's one of the ways to reinstitute a full gut flora. Only with a certified doctor should you right. do that. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Don't do that on your own, please, yeah, people. Yeah. Don't try Under the home. supervision. <laughs> uh, but you could essentially make the mixture you're talking about, right. the right, you know, the right yeah. mixture, Take that and then repopulate your gut microbe, yeah. flora, yep. biome, whatever, with exactly what you want to get those results. Yeah, that seems to be where this episode is going. Mm. That's what, I mean, I think that that's, the thing about, the thing that I think the downside of venom is it has a mind of its own. Right, yeah. That is, that is in opposition to what you would probably want. Unless you're out to get Spider-Man. Unless you are out to get Spider-Man. Well, who is it? Yes. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, I think this is actually the answer. I, I think, think it wiping is. Wiping our gut and re repopulating it. Except, of course, for people like us who are perfect. But for yeah. those who right, are wishing right, to right. change. I thought that was self-explanatory. But, yeah. <laughs> but can it make it like giant fangs and a giant tongue? <laughs> that is something um, I don't know. Yeah. That would have to work. That might, we have to do, augment that after, yes. after the fact. Uh, but I think we're really close. I think nature may have solved this one for us. Yeah. I think to some uh, degree, yeah. But, it, but it's a fascinating world out there. It is. And, you know, obviously I've got lots of examples on my Fascinating Arms episode. I want to mention one other that is so much like Venom. Before we end this episode, this is just worth mentioning, okay? There is a uh, parasitic barnacle, Sacculina. And essentially what it is, forget everything you know about barnacles. Imagine it's a microscopic little thing. It gets into the gills of a crab, and it grows, the tendrils grow, they wrap around his brain, all of its internal organs. It takes over the crab completely. So the barnacle, it essentially <laughs> replaces its brain, so much so that the reproductive organs, if it's a male crab, they go away, and then an egg sac will come down, and this crab is essentially the barnacle living inside of the crab. Ooh, so imagine wow. if a worm crawled into your ear, 
ate your brain, or essentially wrapped tendrils around your brain, and then the worm took over you like a robot. How crazy would that be? You'd be uh, in Wrath of Khan. Yeah. You, <laughs> I guess so. Uh, I haven't seen that movie. I was going to say it sounds like the Futurama episode where Fry gets Well, no, the, the original <laughs> Wrath of Khan. Right, right, right. So, okay. Start, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. to get that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not the Wrath of a Khan, which would yeah. be terrible if you've ever been to a convention that turned on you. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I wanted to get that out. I think it's amazing. Um, I think we nailed this. We did. And yeah. if there's, if anyone else has any other biological questions that a couple of people like us, uh, physicists and engineers and masterminds can, can solve for them, how do they get in touch with you guys? Ben? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and, tw and Twitter at bseepser. How do you spell that? That is B-S-I-E-P-S-E-R. Denon, where can they find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram, it's at Denon Michael. And then you can find me on Facebook at Prof Denon Michael. That's amazing. It's around the prof. Throw in the prof and you get to Denon. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Daniel J. Glenn, Instagram, the Daniel J. Glenn, and of course, Facebook, Analytical Mastermind. Excellent job, guys. We did it. Hey. Right. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Have a good night. Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies is a Glenn co-production and is produced by me, Daniel J. Glenn. The Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies introduction was produced by Daniel J. Glenn and Paul Springers with music and sound design written and performed by Paul Springers. Go to ftriplegbt.com to find more about this show and to see all of the shows. You can find links to each episode at the top of the page where you can, of course, enjoy the audio version, which you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. But if you like the video, links to our video, it's on YouTube. Videos for the past six or seven episodes are all there. Uh, they're incredible stuff. We'd like to show lots of videos about the stuff we've talked about. And of course, you'll find links to the articles that we have discussed in this episode, F triple gbt.com thank you for listening